Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. I'm Louise Bedford. I'm so glad you're a part of our Talking Trading community and I'm looking forward to giving you an insight into some of the things that I've been thinking about over the past week. There has been a lot going on in the markets. A lot of people are feeling confused and perhaps a little shell-shocked by some of the volatility and the fact that the markets can drop so quickly and that is one of the hallmarks of a bear market. And I do think it's something we need to tease out because sometimes as a trader, We can feel incredibly alone. We can think we are the only ones feeling these feelings. And that is the death to creativity and to expansion and to confidence. We tend to rely on other people's views of the world in order to establish our own place. One of the key themes that I've been looking at, not only in the markets, but also in my own life, is the role of fear and greed, and that it really is a continuum. At the extremes, that fear on one side and the greed on the other, that is really where your brain is taking over, and it is taking over a completely different arena from where we usually live. In our day-to-day life, we have this middle ground. We are not too extreme in anything we're thinking or doing because we can't maintain those extremes for very long. We will burn out. We find in the usual way that we are behaving in life, a lot of things are quite mundane. Things are consigned to habit. We go through the motions, we don't do anything extreme, we're quite predictable and when those around us are not predictable, we find that very jarring. It shakes us. That's one of the things with road rage, isn't it? All of a sudden, you go from driving along and you're fine in your own little world and then you forget to indicate and bang, the person behind you looks like they want to kill you. That extreme we cannot maintain. We prefer that easy middle ground, that way of getting back to something that we're more comfortable with so that we don't have to put so much effort in. So let's have a look at fear first. When we are terrified, when we are in the true grip of fear, there's a part of our brain called the amygdala And it's part of the lizard brain. It's down in the very center of your brain. It is one of the oldest parts because that is what kept our ancestors alive. If they saw movement in the bushes, the ancestors that went, oh my gosh, that could be a mammoth charging towards me and I don't have my spear, 
they're the ones who stayed alive. They're the ones who lived to have babies and we're a result of that. So all of us have this part in us because it was passed down. It made a lot of sense, didn't it? We tend to also carry that as anxiety in our bodies, which really shows up as tension, even if the actual fear has no apparent visual reference. So that amygdala fires and it sets off a chain of different reactions around your body and you might have even felt it if you're in the markets. You look at the screen and you realise that thing is dropping and it's dropping fast. I don't know whether you've felt that jolt before as you are perfectly stationary. You're not running or anything. It's not like your body's suddenly requiring that level of exertion. But you look at your screen, you see that long red candle and bang, all of a sudden you're alive. (laughs) It might not be a pleasant feeling, but it is certainly something preparing you for attack, maybe for freezing, maybe for running away or maybe even just sitting there and not knowing what to do. And I think that's where a lot of us are at at the moment. This is why the importance of having a written trading plan comes into play. That written trading plan provides that purpose, that focus, that guide for us when our amygdala is going ape And we don't quite know what to do with those surging feelings, that emotion that strikes us out of nowhere. We are hyper alert in that phase. We also have a range of physiological processes that kick off that make us more likely to experience one trial learning Now, one trial learning is fascinating. It occurs most frequently when we've done something that is really significant. Maybe it's something that we're going to have to remember in the future because in years gone by, when we're in the caves, our ancestors had to remember when there was a waterhole nearby so that they could pass that knowledge on to their friends and their family so that they could all stay alive as a community. Because united, people are stronger. That one trial learning definitely kicks into place when you first have a child. If you have a think of all of the things that are going through your brain, it's certainly not just something that's logical when you have a child. There are some primal things that kick in. And those primal things are the things that often reinforce our own behaviour. It could be because that's the way you were raised, but it could also be that there's something deeper going on that's teaching you how to care for that baby to ensure that your genes are passed to that next generation and that they have a chance to grow up and have babies of their own. Really, we're not that far away from being cave people, if you think about it. So that receptivity that kicks in when we're in an extreme of emotion, whether it be fear or greed, makes us more likely to repeat that behaviour. And we have to be careful with this because it's when learning really gets cemented down. It's when we think, I will never forget this lesson. 
Now, how can we apply that to the markets when we're in fear or when we've taken a hit, when we've had a loss? When we are like that, just remember that you will keep on hitting your foot with that same hammer unless you actually stop and think. When you've made a loss, have a look at why once you're out of the trade. Is it because you followed your trading plan and that's a part of your system? Therefore, it reinforces following your trading plan. Or is it because you shot from the hip, you flew off the handle, you decided to follow that tip, your uncle said, this is a good buy, the guy at work said, you can't fail doing this, the Bitcoin person who is heavy into Bitcoin says, I'm doing it and so should you. What was it? about that supposed failure, in inverted commas, because not every loss is a failure, what is it about that loss that that loss is trying to teach you? Because if you just move on, you won't internalize those lessons. You won't say, how can I apply this to other aspects of my life? So that's the fear side. And let's look at greed, what happens when our brain is flooded with this thing called dopamine. Now, dopamine is a funny little feel-good drug, but it's also the hormone of desire. Now, one of the things I think is quite fascinating is that they have done a lot of experimentation on rats with dopamine. Every mammal that experiences pleasure, that has the ability to hunt for its own food, that has in some way a process required to enact in order to keep them alive has dopamine. Now dopamine when they look at rats and they cut the dopamine receptors out of a rat's brain you would think that that rat wouldn't eat anymore that that rat wouldn't have sex anymore because you would think that they're not going to have pleasure anymore so why do anything? But actually what happens is if food is in front of that rat yeah the rat will eat it. But if the food is over the other side of the cage from that rat, they won't cross the cage to go and get to the food. They can see it, but they think, eh, maybe not today. Now, interestingly, I've seen with my traders after they've had a really big hit of dopamine from that greed, that they chase that dopamine high yet again. The window seems to be open. Our wallet window seems to be open. After a big win or even a little win, which is the scary part, sometimes I see traders go and buy a brand new car. Sometimes they have an affair. Sometimes they will go and take an inadequately thought through risk. And this is a difficulty. I believe that this is the core of OCD. My daughter is suffering from OCD and we have been able to talk through some of these issues. That dopamine hit of washing your hands because it felt good to avoid the pandemic by keeping your hands clean seems to get reinforced. So yet again we're open to that feedback loop, that feedback loop of one trial learning and dopamine is one of the key things that reinforces behavior. So be careful after you've made a win. If you cannot assign it to logic, 
you're going to be repeating aspects of that behaviour looking to re-establish that dopamine high. The other thing that it can do is it can create a series of selective perception effects within your life. So all of a sudden, you will start over-recognising trends. You will think that, heck, that share made me money. Maybe these other 500 shares can make me money. It will guide your behaviour in in a way that is really not following your trading plan at all because you're trying to recreate that high. And it's dangerous. It makes us stray from our trading plan. It makes us see opportunities where there are no opportunities. It makes us think that if we can only get one more hit, we will be happy. Now, the thing with this is we know logically that that isn't true. But until we tease this out by talking about it or thinking about it or writing about it in our morning journals, we end up trying to repeat that behaviour because of that primal impact. The other aspect with fear and greed is because they are extremes and they do have that primal root in behaviour, sometimes it comes down to the way we're perceived by society. In greed, we have that FOMO, that fear of missing out that can fling in because other people are making profit as well. So maybe we should be making more profit. Maybe we should do these trades. And with fear, it comes down to often, are we going to be kicked out of society? Now, follow me along with this because I do think it's not just women that feel this way. It's guys as well, if you really look at it. You make a loss. And then within nanoseconds, you go, my marriage is going to break down. My children aren't going to be able to go to private school. That's it. I'm going to have to sell the house. I'll be bankrupt and I'll be living in a precarious situation. Now, I don't know how quickly that happens, but I'm thinking it's probably within a couple of seconds for a lot of us. A friend of mine found a lump on his knee and he was out playing golf at that time, he said it was immediate that all of a sudden he saw himself as having his leg chopped off and needing to use a prosthetic to go around the golf course. It was instant. You know that lump? It was a cyst. It was a baker's cyst on his knee. So it was nothing sinister, but that potential for fear is so strong, all of a sudden he imagined himself in a very altered life circumstance. Now, even the most logical of us experiences this from time to time. So what can we do to overcome this fear and greed? Because we are seeing it in the markets right now. We are seeing fear and greed play out in the charts that we are looking at. We have to be that voice of reason. We have to be so logical and so calm that we stop those extremes of emotions having an impact on our behaviour. And I know in that middle ground, it can feel very comfortable. I'm saying shift the boundaries of your comfort, but don't do it in such an extreme way that you are out of control. Sometimes it takes a mentor to help you see when you are out of control. Just recently, Chris Tate and I talked to a gentleman who had placed 62 trades in the last month. 
Now, I don't know where you stand with your own trading, but my goodness, that is too many to manage. I find it to be a hallmark of somebody clutching at something that has nothing to do with the markets. It's more to do with an external reason, something behind them, in front of them, beside them, that has put them into a spin in some way, and they think that the market can solve this for them. We have to safeguard our own future by being careful about that pendulum. That fear and greed pendulum can lead you into a very dark area and very, very quickly. Some of the practical things you can do. First of all, of course, use a written trading plan. That is a key. Follow that written trading plan. Follow it like a Bible until you are out of that trade and you can think clearly again. Be careful about the impact of the news. If you're doom scrolling and you're looking through that news feed, just know that is not really the way the world is. Not everything is a calamity or a victory. Now, I've noticed I looked at my news feed for a week and I spotted some trends. There's always something horrible happening, horrible that they can promote as being the way that the world really is. But is that impacting me personally? If not, Do I need to see all of that? Do I need to read those news articles that have warning, graphic intent here? I just don't think I do. I don't need that in my life. That is going to spark off that cortisol and dopamine in me in a way that I really don't think is productive. So minimize your news feed. Minimize the way that you're using the internet in terms of scrolling We look for either overt fear because that's protecting our relatives from being able to be savaged by that saber-toothed tiger or overt happiness like gambling. That's what our eye is drawn towards. That's the clickbait they are using. They are measuring now how many people click on a headline and often they are preparing that same type of story to feed back to you. This is not a newspaper, one size fits all. There are algorithms that these news feeds use to present more of what you like, more of what gives you a hit. You know, you can be looking at beautiful gardens and then all of a sudden because you have clicked on an ad before or you've shown interest in a product before, have you seen it appear on that gardening page? I have. It's a way that advertisers can get us to spend more money. And they do the same clickbait method with news. We have to be aware that with desensitization, that is with continued exposure to particular topics, that that initial thought pattern minimizes, we have to be aware that desensitization rarely happens if we think we have a physical threat. We aren't bred that way. We are not made that way. If we think it's a physical threat, then we are more likely to continue paying attention to it. And that's what the newsfeed continues to do. People say, oh, I can adjust. I've adapted. It doesn't hit me. I don't even notice. You think you don't notice, but a deep part of you does. I guarantee it. I'd like you to apply this concept, this continuum of fear and greed to your personal life as well. 
This is not just about the markets. This is the way that you think about your life and your, you think about your relationships. Think of the boundaries of your comfort zone and look to see if you can push past some of those boundaries. And if you can't, maybe you need somebody who is a force in your life to help hold you accountable. That can really help. That accountability where we're likely to let ourselves down, but we're very unlikely to let a friend down, can assist. Team up with somebody to help you get past particular things in your life that you're needing to move beyond. If you find yourself continually giving yourself excuses as to why you can't trade, look at those excuses and see if you can break them down into tiny little building blocks. So I had a trader tell me a while ago, I'm no good at IT, so I can't trade because I don't know how to use a computer effectively. Hmm, is it possible, do you think, that that person could learn to use a computer? Is it possible that if they get the right type of help, that they can outsource some of these issues? Hmm, very possible. In fact, I would say people have learned to use computers in the past. So if they can, why can't this trader? Sometimes we feed ourselves such BS, we actually begin to believe it. Also have a look at what you're exposing yourself to the first thing in the morning. If you're looking at your emails first thing in the morning to see, okay, how am I going to order my day? That is the wrong order. Set your course for the next day, the night before. I have a ta-da list because I prefer that compared to a to-do list. It just sounds to me more fun. So on my ta-da list, each night before I go to bed, I set down the things that I need to accomplish the day after. And that way, if I get an urgent email in, there is no sidetracking. There is no, oh, somebody else's priority jumps over the top of mine. I know that I have my priorities written down in advance. Now, for some people, their job is that they have to check their email because yes, it is urgent. I get it. But unless you have the equivalent of your course direction set prior to reading those emails, you will be derailed by the slightest little urgent brain fart of somebody else. So hopefully that gives you some ideas about what I've been thinking about and some things that you can do to safeguard your own mindset while the market is going so crazy. Hopefully you can understand that watching the news can be a negative impact and doom scrolling through your news feed. I'm hoping that you can see that you can apply these concepts to your personal life as well as the markets because the way we do one thing is often the way we do everything. Set that to-da list the night before. Try and stop reading emails first thing. Look at the boundaries of your comfort zone and if you need help with accountability, ask a friend to diarise when they can contact you to ask you about that particular goal. And consider what I've been saying about the impact of fear and greed on both you and your behaviour in the markets. Hope you've liked this little rant. If you do, then tell a friend about Talking Trading.
We are in a growth phase where we are aiming to be flexible and testing our own boundaries out. Chris Tate and I are shaking up Talking Trading with a few different ways of approaching these Talking Trading episodes and we would love to hear your feedback. My direct email is louise at tradinggame.com.au and I would love to hear from you. And as usual, all of this comes under the heading of general advice rather than specific advice. We have an AFSL. We worked hard for it. It's an Australian Financial Services Licence and Talking Trading comes under that AFSL. I've loved spending this time with you. Go out and make this day your own.